Welcome everyone to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here and just with Anthony Ione. It's just the two oh, of us today. Yeah, we look we look bigger. We're missing like a third <laughs> box or something. We're missing our third. Yeah, it's just us two um, chilling. Uh, it's been a crazy sort of end of the season. A lot of people traveling today. Um, so it's just going to be us two, but we'll we'll hold it down. Right, Anthony? We got this. We got this. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is, of course, we're going to recap the uh, shootout, the Super Bowl in the Open from this past weekend in Canton, Ohio. Um, we're going to do just a, a read-through of the current rankings as we go into Worlds, and then we're going to talk through the world schedule. It's a hefty one. Uh, it, there's a lot going on, a lot of fun events, lots of broadcasts, so we'll keep you informed on all of that good stuff. But um, before we get into all of that, we have to talk about this weekend at the Hall of Fame Village in Canton, Ohio. We were in a plastic dome. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Hot <laughs> dome. It was a hot box. It was, okay, but it it was that day. But Saturday, it was an ice box. I was really? freezing. Really? Yes. I wasn't yes, there so Saturday, but it was It was extreme. Steamer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was weird because anybody who was watching the live stream, I don't know if you were watching it, Anthony, when the rain started. Yeah, I did hear that. It's like making it's like a lot a of train. noise. It sounded like a train was coming <laughs> through the building. Like at any point, we were going to duck and cover as an airplane landed on our head or a train blew through the building. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely insane how loud it was. And the pros didn't seem to really even notice or attend to it, right? Like they just kind of, I would have been like, what in the world? Like, are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kept going. All right, let's talk about the uh, shootout first. Our winners were Ryan Hart for men's singles, Sarah Cassidy for women's singles, and Jimmy McGuffin and Damon Dennis for doubles. Um, the only one in that to me that wasn't a surprise was Sarah Cassidy, and she almost didn't get it. Uh, halfway through, I thought, or more than halfway through, I thought, man, this is going to go to Miranda. Um, she did pull it off in the end. But Ryan Hart and, and even Jimmy McGuffin and Damon Dennis, a couple surprises there. And look at how many people are left that didn't make a shootout because of these people. So... Pretty crazy. What are your thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, so in men's singles, I mean, um, you know, Ryan Hart definitely uh, unexpected. Only because, not because he's not a great player. I mean, we've been eyeballing this kid for a while, uh, especially when I, I saw him first time in Myrtle Beach. So we'll go all mm -hmm. the way back to the beginning of the year. He has all of the shots, you know, just because he's throwing, I think he was throwing psycho R's. I believe. Yes. Don't quote me on that. I think it was cycle R R's on the broadcast. Those were new bags. He said those are so the psycho R's were his first time playing those bags at this weekend. Okay. So I don't know much about those bags. Does that mean that they're the the extra cheater bag now? I don't know what is that. I mean? would assume because you have to think it's probably <laughs> I would assume it's the same carpet as the Viper R, but it must be the I would assume the psycho fast side. Yeah, it's gotta be and the psycho bag fast. Like super fast. So I assume it's going to be extra, extra drippy. It's going to be like extra slinky season with those things. Oh, but... it's the new slinky tech ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard that uh, that terminology was was picked up. Um, did it even have like a copyright on it too? Like someone like, might uh, have actually. Be surprised. Um, but yeah, so he's got all the shots. You know, I mean, just because he's throwing these slinky style bags, and Tony Smith shows us that he can do the same thing with his slinky bags. Um, he still has the ability to cut and to roll. And if we kind of look at how it led in, it was Tanner Halbert um, who the play in games, it was Chamberlain versus Halbert. Um, and ultimately Ryan Hart on the other side, I think it was Eric Davis coming out of that side, but 
Yeah, and then bracket B, um, if you look at, uh, so you're talking about the play-in match to get to TV. Bernicet coming one match away from TV. Devin Harbaugh ends up getting, so it's two brackets, bracket A, bracket B. If I look at bracket B, Bernicet one match away to get to TV. And then Bernicet gets Caleb Batson. Devin Harbaugh gets Justin Burton Jr. So we're, we keep seeing these same names just show up in the bottom. You know, the Batsons, the Burton Juniors. The Harbaugh's, the Chamberlain's, um, Eric Davis almost, you know, one one went away to get to that to that championship match. Surprisingly, I think he gets skunked this season, right? No singles, no doubles, and he's been a consistent face in the shootout format. But um, you know, props to Halbert. It, it, for some reason, it surprises me every single time I see Har Har or, uh, Halbert deep into a bracket. Last year, not the case. This year, he's just so absent. You know, he's uh, you know other things going on with Tanner Halbert. So every time he makes a deep run, I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because at any moment he can turn on that OG game. Um, but yeah, with, with Ryan Hart in that final, actually, if I go to Devin Harbaugh first, he was cooking through bracket play. So what we saw on the broadcast was not the, the Harbaugh all day. He goes all the way through the bracket, doesn't give up a single double digit game. He goes through Windsor. Windsor only gets five points. Burton Jr. only got four points and Bernicet, who was really, really hot. There was murmur around the room. Um, you know, at the beginning of that one, that Bernicet was shooting fire. So um, that's kind of why I like, so I like to get into the shootouts right when the doors open. I like to walk through at 8 a.m., warm up with the players, fill the environment, just because you kind of really feel the whole shootout experience. You start hearing who's hot, who's not, you know, you start getting a feel and I'm trying to follow, you know, you, you're trying to pick, who's going to make it to the broadcast because how ultimate would that content be if I get on the ESPN broadcast and I just happen to pick the right guy and I followed him all the way through the bracket. Then you have that yeah. great history and that content. So, you know, I'm kind of filling out the room. Who am I going to follow today through singles? And um, I heard about Bernicet late. It was probably already like third round through the bracket where he was hot. So I wasn't able to get over and watch him, but I heard Bernicet was throwing all kinds of bar of soap. Someone said they borrow soap from three times in one match. Wow. So I really thought Bernicet was, was he has like a high throw. It's kind of hard to picture the bar of soap for him. Yeah. So if you've ever seen Bernicet's push bag, he actually has this kind of drastic lunge. You know, it's a very deep lunge. So that step over rule coming into play for him on just his his pushback, you know, because he really comes across that line with force and he could put some zip on it. So I was like, wow, Bernicet's just knocking down bar soaps, which makes sense. Like you said, he throws a, a real fast, um, you know, floppy bag. And for if he can put some speed on it, that would play into it best. But I think Kat, Kat Kennedy Halbert, she jumped on the stream for a minute, said it best. Ryan Hart had no mercy on the broadcast court. Um, he four bagged half his round. The cut was rolling or the cut was moving. The roll was working. Um, and like it was talking about with those cycle R's and he didn't have an easy path either. He went through Damon Dennis, Eric Davis, Tanner Halbert, um, and, and, and never giving up double digit points. Um, the thing that got me the most was his confidence. His first time on a broadcast in a singles event, the dude was stone faced. He was cold, like highly him. confident. Yes. Right. Did you feel the same him. thing? No nerves. Yeah, so I asked him before he is, I said, where are your nerves at? And he said, honestly, I don't really have any. And I said, well, you did play, obviously, in teams at some point this season. And so that would be your first broadcast appearance. And he said, wasn't nervous. So, you know, so this is technically his second. And 
yeah, just no nerves. And you could tell. I mean, he was just like Devin Harbaugh obviously had mistakes. He 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 gave up opportunities to get points when he could have. But I don't even know if he would have capitalized on those points if he would have won because Ryan was just unstoppable. Yes, he threw really, really well. And speaking of those mistakes, he did make very few of them. And it was basically giving a 10. And every time he would miss and Harbaugh had a chance to go get two, he was left Yep. every single time. I think when he was down on the broadcast, when, when he was down eight to zip, he gave up four shots left, which would have been two points each on a 12-10. So it should have been 8-8. Eight, eight if the same Harbaugh had been playing all the way through. Um, But yeah, we just, you know, something just, just didn't work right for, for a Harbaugh. And it's getting to the point now where just from a fan of the game, you know, I want to see OGs still relevant, relevant in the game. I want to see a Baldwin come back, a a Kamba come back. You know, I want to see the Dennis's and the MacGuffin still successful, but I also want to see the growth through the rookies and all this stuff. But for Devin Harbaugh, it's like, if you said, who do you want to win the most? Like, who are you rooting for the most in a, in, in a, in a, in a national or a world's win going into this uh, Rock Hill in a couple weekends? It's Devin freaking Harbaugh, man. I want this guy to win a national or a world's so freaking bad for him because he's such a good dude. He's so overdue. Like, it's crazy how he's always right there. Yeah. And, you know, and so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. We'll talk about the rankings later, but he comes at number six without those signature wins. Yeah, we hyped him up so much in the opener. So on the broadcast, we're like hyping up Harbaugh. You know, he's the, um, wait, how did you put it? He's he's not the favorite. He's the. (laughs) (laughs) So mean, Anthony. Okay, let me tell you. (laughs) <laughs> For everybody watching out there, Anthony and Trey and Jeff get to record their open. Mine's the only one that's live. And sometimes words just escape my head. And the word that I could not think of was favorite. So thank you for that. It's like you, you're the one that's um, supposed to win by win. a lot. Like, you're like good, I think, at this is what I've heard. <laughs> hey, I blew up the pre-recording too. And we had a we have the chance to pre-record. So I'm running through my opener and I listened to it back. I said, Devin Harbaugh has been the top five player in four of his pro seasons. I don't know why I said top five. It's top 10 in four <laughs> of his pro seasons. So I'm listening to it back and I'm like, nobody at home would know that except for like hardcore court. Everybody knows right. that I couldn't think of the word favorite. <laughs> right. I immediately hit Harbaugh up and I'm like, Hey man, um, sorry. I, yeah. My bad, but it sounded, it sounded better for you. You're, you're top five in four seasons, just so you know. Um, but yeah, on the women's side, just to kind of skip over to that one, you mer- you mentioned uh, Sarah Cassidy versus Miranda Coy. So the lead-in matches, two ladies, one game away from TV. Elizabeth Tennyson again. If we go back to, uh, what was it like, shootout four? It was her against Lori Duell. I just remember she shot lights out. She shot like a high 10 and lost by a point. So uh, there's Tennyson wow. again showing up, um, and she not was how leading. She performed on the live stream court though to get into that game. You did not. I did not see her top play. I did not see what we're talking about on that broadcast. Um, so I think that she'll definitely reflect on that. And I would. I would be shocked if she doesn't come back next season and grab one. Yeah, yeah, she's solid. And then, and the same thing with Vanessa Fillingham. She was one match away from the broadcast. And here's what's just coincidentally. She's playing Cassidy to get to TV this past weekend. Let's rewind to the weekend before. It was Vanessa Fillingham versus Sarah Cassidy to get to TV. So that's twice now. Uh, Vanessa Fillingham has been right there, and Cassidy gets her 
gets her uh, both times. Um, but yeah, Cassidy looked good. I mean, um, it was really weird. It was just like back and forth, like kind of weird swings, right? In, in scoring, Miranda had a lot. Well, Miranda had a three bag wedge up the right, gave up like a six or something early. Mm-hmm. And then she battles back and takes the lead. Cassidy was down big. I want to say it was like six or seven points. And there was this moment in the match where Sarah Cassidy had to choose whether to air. Oh, no, it was before that. Miranda had to choose whether to back block or to push through everything and just give up a two, I think was was the case. And she back blocked. And like I was saying on the broadcast, it was like, ah, man, I kind of don't like the back block because if Sarah comes over the top, she doesn't even need to hit the airmail. She just has to break this kind of bunch on the side loose, miss the airmail and get, I think it was a four or a five and she hits that. So that turned everything around. That was Miranda's match to win going into the last two rounds. So a devastating, devastating loss for her in in the final round or two of that match. And Cassidy comes out with the win. But yeah, especially it being the last one, you know, your last chance to get in and, and you're that close, you know, and you, I really, like I said earlier, thought it was hers. Um, you know, Sarah Cassidy in both finals, I felt like had a few bags just over the hole off the back of the board. Like, like that was like what I saw the most from her was just bags coming in a little, like not enough speed control on them going a little bit too fast. Um, and that is kind of where I saw her giving up points. Yeah. And it's big money. I mean, it was, they're, they're going into the shootout finals in the championships for the big money, but they're still winning. There's 4k on the line. So Sarah or uh, Miranda Coy is is tasting four thousand bucks going into the last round or two, not too shabby. And, and gone, it's gone <laughs> oh, on one painful. back block and an airmail. So it's painful. It's painful. And how about the senior doubles? Jamie Guffin, Damon Dennis, take it down. Yeah, again, I mean, uh, again, I just I, I love to see the OGs, the the players that have helped at least when I came in showed me what the game could do. They were my, you know, what good looks like in the sport. So I have a special place in my heart for the OGs. So super excited to pull them out. But, you know, just because they're young doesn't mean they're not OGs. Ryan Windsor, you know, goes back to that time frame as well, 2017, 2016. Um, but yeah, that one, that one was tough. And if you talk about who, again, just to kind of highlight the people one game away from TV, Derek Holland and Berkeley Pear paired up. They're one win away from TV. Windsor Wooten take them down. And then Rawls Kingsbury again. Kingsbury's already locked up singles. Um, they have done surprisingly well uh, this year in doubles. And they're one, they're one win away from the game. But no Wooten threw well in that final to me. It was a weird game. Big point yeah. swings. Uh, I think Windsor gave up. It was Windsor, I think, that gave up a seven early. And then Wooten comes back and gets gets a six mm-hmm. um and it just wasn't enough windsor windsor it was it just came down to windsor it was just slightly off there were moments where you can go out and get it to you know push through that bag an open hole ends up short left just couldn't capitalize on the opportunities but yeah a double d and big mac getting it done so congrats that wasn't to the case by the way throughout the day i talked to noah right before they went on and just said what is it like what's what's working and he said ryan windsor is unstoppable today i'm just trying to get the bags back to him so that was his point of view going into that match and I think once he realized uh oh Ryan's a little bit off now I've got to pick up and and, and Noah did rise to that he did um, and and do really really well and I think it was just that Windsor just wasn't playing the same way he was throughout the day yeah I agree and it was uh just to mention I think it was yeah it was McGuffin and Dennis came right out at shootout one they played who did they play oh Oh, they played the Ryans yeah, they played Ryan. Ryan Smith and Weedenfield in shootout one. Lost mm-hmm. it. 
So come all the way to the end, shoot out eight there. They're like, all right, we didn't get the first one, but we're going to get in eventually. So and they then they got to play right them again. again, right, in the yeah. finals because it's one and eight that play. So they will play each other. Uh, in our open division, uh, doubles went to Justin Burton Jr. and Logan Chamberlain. Singles went to Alex Rawls. Um, Alex Rawls already had a singles win earlier in number, let's see, what was that? Alex Rawls, I know he had one. Number five. Um, so he's already in the the tournament of champions that we'll talk about when we get to the world schedule. But uh, and JBJ and Logan Chamberlain, Logan Chamberlain's already in with Sammy Soto. So, you know, that doesn't really work for JBJ, but they do get that next title here. And then um, our super hole, Logan Chamberlain takes that down as well with Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. So so good weekend there for Logan Chamberlain. What are your thoughts? Yeah, open doubles. I'd, I'd like to start here and uh, I just kind of want to paint a little bit of a picture and then definitely want to get your input because you were there and you kind of saw it and felt it live. But we got to open up with Braden Wilson in cash chamness. So if you don't electric. know Cash. Electric. Yes. <laughs> so Cash, the dude was born in 2015. That feels like yesterday to me. <laughs> so he's seven, seven years old. Braden Wilson, we've talked about him before on the show. The 11-year-old. They go through, I mean, just kind of take this in for a minute. This is in doubles, in the open. They go through Matt Guy and Elizabeth Tennyson. And check this out. Matt Guy throws an 11.17 versus the 11-year-old Braden Wilson and gets outscored. Wilson shot an 11.33. Did he? Because I knew Elizabeth struggled. And I so I didn't look at the comparison of how he threw. I, just, I knew they won because she was struggling on her end. But I did not realize that he outscored her. Yes. That's um, amazing. Yeah, he he outscored Matt Boy. Guy. He outscored Matt Guy. Uh, they both outscored. Um, but then the seven-year-old Cash, you know, think about, I mean, the dude's four foot, ten inches, you know, maybe <laughs> 70 pounds. And this guy threw it, this little guy threw it a, a 10.23 in 13 rounds against Kano and Batson. So that's the kind of player you're getting at a little man. They beat Eric Anderson and Timmy Jonas. They beat the shootout eight champs that weekend, McGuffin and Dennis. And then a 24-round battle against the OGs, Hisner and Henderson. They were up 18 to 15, lost it 21 to 18, but a serious run for these little guys. And it kind of, I mean, the youth is taking over. I mean, it just kind of keeps solidifying. What that is argument. what is Cash gonna be like, and what is Brady be like at eighteen? I don't. It just scary. Like <laughs> that's terrifying. All of us out there who are struggling to throw nines in a match, like just stop. <laughs> You're done. Just just quit because you don't stand a shot. If you start at if you, seven, yeah, you've been throwing you th you've been throwing uh, three or five years, and you're still like an eight point six. Just you're done. Just just put the bags away. I've been throwing for uh, two years, and I'm still a six. So there you go. This is Change your mindset. Fair. It's all about fun at this point. Competition is over. <laughs> yeah, well, what was it like in the cash? Is Rich Chamness, the owner of BG's son? Um, and what's so funny is so. We had a Kids Throw 2 tournament in 2021, and I said to Rich, do you want to pair up Cash with Rome? And I said, Rome, he goes, Cash doesn't really play. I said, neither does Rome. And I said, he doesn't really care about Cornhole. He's like, neither does Cash. Let's just do it because we're all going to be there, and that would be more fun if they played in their own little age division. Turns out, as soon as he told Cash he's going to compete in this tournament, Cash got serious, and he started practicing. 
and he got really good by the time that tournament happened. Now, Rome did not practice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so my seven-year-old, or I guess six-year-old at the time, was still not interested, but cash was money, and it never wow. stopped since then. So he started in, yeah, 2021. Super impressive stuff. And they're doing all the shots, you know, yeah. all the elite-level oh, stuff that we're seeing. They're making it look easy, um, but... Yeah, just to talk about the final real quick, just just kind of one closing on the on the open doubles. You go to the final, Justin Burton Jr., Logan Chamberlain versus Caleb Batson and Gavin Cano. It was Caleb Bat or it was Cano versus Burton Jr. Yeah. And they weren't on the same side. Cano scored 17 of the 20 wow. points. Burton Jr. scored 17 of the 21 points. So it was their opponent on their on their side chamberlain got one more point than batson he scored four so Cano balled out batson only got three of those uh 20 points lost by a point so it was, so it was a, watch. yeah it was it, it really was felt so bad what a way to go out yeah Single. no doubt i just wanted to mention open singles real quick i know we're running over um did you see the harball jordan power match for that for that bracket no, bananas. I didn't. I was 39 traveling. rounds, 39 rounds, both above an 11. It was a full on brawl. They went one, two, three, four, five, six. They went eight four baggers in a row at oh, one goodness. point, double four baggers. Um, but yeah, what, what a beast of a game there. And then, um, yeah, so that was bracket E finals. Hisner surprised me with the highest PPR in his bracket. That's not a Hisner game. So I found that one uh, pretty exciting, but it was massive. There were eight total brackets, 300, 300-ish plus tier one players. So that's a that's a massive bracket uh, out of that one. Uh, but yeah, you talked about Alex Rawls getting the win. The dude's a beast, and he's underrated. He's not talked about a lot, but we're talking about multiple years in a row now where this guy is top two, three player in the world. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think he was on many people's top uh, – at number one on many of our top 10 lists for a while there. So um, showing showing why. And uh, how fun was Ojo Cinco? He took it serious. I think I saw Spice Adams, who was competing in our last Super Bowl, posted on the post that Chad won that said, oh, no, we don't need to give this guy anything more to brag about. <laughs> no, I can't believe he won. So Ocho Cinco takes down the whole thing. He is not going to shut up about it. <laughs> That's what I'll tell you for sure. And it wouldn't surprise me. He's good. They were all pretty good. So really fun Super Bowl with the NFL players at the uh, Hall of Fame there. Yeah, it was cool right. just to have four NFL legends kind of lining up there, wide receiver legends, you know, they're all pro bowlers, some hall of famers and we're in the hall of fame area. So that was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Ocho Cinco, he, he was really good on the interviews. I thought he just had these really deep responses to all of your questions. <laughs> I've always been down in my life, you know, or something, something like that. You yeah, know, it's just totally. like, <laughs> he was treating this like it was an NFL game. Like they, they and he kept, he kept going like this at the end of his interviews, like the call. And I go, I go, who at the end, who are you telling to call? He's like, my wife. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Every interview ended, it was like a phone. <laughs> call me. I'm like, what is that? He was, he was Andre Reed was uh, super cool. Just, just off the court, man. Just the way he was handling, like there was kids coming up. He was like, you know, chatting with some kids, signing he autographs. Sat, he sat in the audience during the, the shootout. Did you Dude, see that? He was awesome. He was, he was awesome. like, I'm going to watch this thing. They usually yep. don't. The celebrities are usually back in the green room. They come out right before they go on. He was in the audience watching the shootout finals. 
taught a little kid, a, a, you know, a lesson that I learned a long time ago, you know, about when you're talking to <clears throat> talking to adults and you're shaking hands to look them in the eyes, you know, this little kid was like, kind of like shaking his hand, but not looking. And he was like, all right, you know, this is a moment. He was like, Hey, you know, my, you know, when I grew up, this is how you did it. So he taught this little kid to look and look a man in the eyes when you shake his hand. So I was like, this dude is really cool. And he was like, just talking to the kids really, really liked Andre Reed. I did too. I totally agree. All right, let's move into our current rankings going into world. Let's start with pro singles. We have Mark Richards at number one. Alex Rawls and Tony Smith are tied for number two. Justin Burton Jr. comes in at number four. Jacob Gore, number five. Devin Harbaugh, number six. Caleb Batson, seven. Alan Rawls, eight. Jamie Graham, nine. And Joe Neistead, number 10. For pro doubles, our number one is Tony Smith and Jacob Trzinski. Number two, Eddie Grindersleeve and Caleb Batson. Three, Logan Chamberlain and Justin Burton Jr. Four, Philip Lopez Jr. and Mark Richards. Five, we have a tie with Gavin Cano, Fisher Hamilton, and Kyle Malone and Jimmy Humans. Seven, Joe Neistead, Jeremy Schirmerhorn. Eight, Alan Rawls and Chris Kingsbury and Trey Birchfield and Alex Rawls. And ten, Cody Henderson and Adam Hisner. No, Matt Guy and Jamie Graham. Does that surprise you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if we, I mean, now it doesn't surprise us, but if we went back to the beginning of the season and not seeing either, uh, you know, not seeing a, a Matt guy in the, in the top 10 or even them in doubles blows my mind. Um, but one thing worth mentioning now that we're just kind of looking at this list from, from a step back. So fun fact, the, the line of age in the league is 30, 50% of the pro division is under 30. 50% is over okay. 30. Not one top 10 player in singles over the age of 30. That's depressing. And then if we look <laughs> at doubles, if we look at doubles, you have 20 names there over 10 doubles. You got a couple. You've got a Eddie Grindersleeve, Philip Lopez, Jeremy Shermerhorn, Chris Kingsbury, and Henderson Hisner. So that's seven. Six, so six of 27 of 20 are over 30. over 30. So, again, a dominant field in doubles in youth. So, youth's taking over, it, it, it's showing it right here. The youth is taking over, they absolutely are. And even if you want to hear a quick uh open standings, open standings, Alex Rawls and Tony Smith at one, Ryan Reed. Ryan Weedenfield, three, Gavin Cano, four, Alex Hicks, five, Jimmy Humans, Joe Neeset, and Logan Chamberlain, six, Jacob Gore, nine, Gage Landis, 10. I don't think Gage is over 30, right? More youth. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it just continues on. Um, so also why it's so cool to see a Damon Dennis and Jim McGuffin take down the shootout, you know, just because it, it is kind of the anomaly at this point. We're seeing this young uh, crowd uh, take over. <laughs> All right. Worlds is coming up. It's uh, hard to believe it's here. Um, there's going to be so much going on. I'm just going to quickly walk through. Um, we'll talk a little bit about each day, focusing more on the back half, which is where the big events are for the pros. Um, but day one on the 29th of July, it's a Saturday, we're going to have the Team USA Qualifiers, Competitive Singles, Intermediate Doubles, Team USA Qualifiers, and ACL High School Doubles. Your broadcast that night is free. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN3. You're going to see competitive singles, intermediate doubles, and the USAC event finals. That's the one you're doing, right, Anthony? Yeah, so with that one, um, that's right out of the gate. So I'm flying in Friday. That'll be Saturday. I think that kind of kicks off yeah. the, the weekend. Okay, yeah. So and just 
the little bit I know, I haven't, uh, you know, dug into it too, too deep yet, just because we're kind of trying to make sense. But so when you talk about your U.S. national team, you know, once we get in a world's environment, once we're, you know, U.S. versus Germany or, you know, mm -hmm. how we mix that up, um, that's going to be your team that competes across the globe. So it's going to be should be eight or eight players, four men, four women. So you're going to have a men's singles winner, a women's singles winner, women's doubles men's doubles and a co-ed or mixed double so that's where you're going to get your eight so once we finish up that saturday and i think that's how it's going to be it's going to be those five matches um on the spn broadcast again don't quote me i don't have all the detail but i believe it's going to be those five matches on the broadcast and then that will that will essentially make our u.s national team to compete globally great Day two, Sunday, July 30th, the intermediate blind draw, the competitive blind draw, the pro team's quarterfinal matches to see who's going to go into the semifinals on TV. Women's doubles, seniors doubles, ACL high school singles, competitive doubles, and intermediate singles. The broadcast that night is on CBS Sports Network at 9 p.m. Eastern, and that is going to be that 100K pro team's semifinals. There'll be two semifinals and then the finals, so we'll see that as we walk through the days. Um, but I am pumped for the team's events. Like now we're yeah. getting into it. We're getting into playoffs. It's playoffs. Yeah, Talk about that one a little bit because um, I haven't made all the nationals and been, haven't been all the team's event. You've been at all of them. I'm curious at what your take is and you know, how do you feel like that's going to conclude? Definitely, There's been, there were some surprises there obviously that came on to the playoffs. Like I didn't see the Arizona burn uh, being the, the number one seed in that conference. And there they are at the number one. So I think that that's going to be a tough competitor um, and then, you know, the Missouri Mace, and we thought the Kentucky Colonels, the Chicago uh, Spinners, like those yeah. were going to be the ones that were going to be up there, didn't make it to playoffs. So didn't even make uh, the playoffs. Didn't make it. Yeah. Wow. So really um, excited to see how that all turns out. And I hope that when these semifinals happen on TV and then the ultimate finals happens on TV, that it just pumps up everyone for teams even more. Uh, and that's my hope going into next season. Yeah, that's where it's it's tough to, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the season, me and Trey rated the draft separately on our own independently. We looked at the draft. We both came in without seeing other each other's results and had the Kentucky Colonels at the top of the list, like an A to A plus rating. Just the way that they drafted, they it just seemed like they were pulling great players always around later, like getting great players deeper into, into the bracket. And then there you go. Like it's hard to, it's really hard to assess. And then, you know, with this rookie pool coming in and it'll probably play in the next season, PDC players, you know, you don't get to see everyone in the world play. So you're going to have those guys come in where maybe you only have paper, yes. you know, data points like a PPR, but you don't know how could they perform on an ESPN broadcast? How are they in doubles versus singles? Maybe they suck in doubles and they just kill it at singles, you know, and doubles we know is, Super important. And, and round limited. Round limited format, taking that into account. And we see that across the board completely different. So it's it's tough to to kind of, you know, rate each one of these and, and give them like rank ratings. That's what was so cool about when they picked up Tanisha, I forget which team now, picked up Tanisha Lashley through on the broadcast from the PDC and she did phenomenal. She it's really cool. Gas. Yeah, it's so cool to see that happen. And, and I think that's going to change the way people look at the draft next season. All right, day three. I think it was uh, just one more comment. I think what was it, Tony Smith that went like? <laughs> oh, and Alec Ryan and at some point. Struggle, struggle, yeah. struggle bus. <laughs> now, granted, they might be playing the best players on the other team, but sure. You know, I think they were. 
They were like Winless. 0 and 7 or 8 or what. I don't yeah. know what, how many they played at that time, but they were uh, 0 for. They were 0 for for a while. <laughs> they finally got that win, though, in the, towards the end. No doubt. All right. Day three, Monday, July 31st, women's singles, senior singles, USAC juniors doubles championship. And then here's those tournament of champions. This is new this season. I don't have a lot of details about it. But basically, if you want an Open, you're going to be able to compete in the $5,000 USA Open Doubles Tournament of Champions and the Singles Tournament of Champions. Um, and then we have the 5K State Points Champion Tournament and a mini boards blind draw. I think that's a fun, like, light uh, event that we added in there. Um, in terms of the Open Doubles winners, if they have repeats, I said this earlier about uh, Fisher Hamilton and and uh, Gavin Cano and JBJ and Logan because they're some well, someone on their team made it earlier in the season. They don't get to go. So Gavin Cano, you know, Fisher Hamilton already made it with Eric Davis and number five. So, and, and then he made it, Gavin Cano won with Mark Richards who already made it with Philip. So that means Gavin Cano does not get to compete in the tournament of champions because his partners had already won elsewhere. Um, same thing. Logan Chamberlain had won with Sammy Soto. So that discounts JBJ. And then Ryan Smith won with Trey Birch, Phil Bird, Trey Birchfield had already won with Alex Rawls. Um, so it was interesting to watch this weekend doubles to see who was going to win because if some people won, that got them a ticket to this event. And if some people won, it didn't matter either way. And then obviously the repeat of Mark Richards won too, um, as did Alex Rawls. So they obviously have their bids already. So it takes it down to 14 competing in the singles. And so they'll get the buy, I'm sure. I'm not exactly sure how all that works. Um, but I'm really excited for that event. Uh, that's going to be cool to watch. Yeah, I... I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't up to speed on this at all. So yeah, kind of hearing how that lays out, that that is awesome. Now I want to go dig in and understand all the logistics. Yeah, we'll of have it, you know, we'll have Trey when he's on next week, kind of go into the details more, um, since it is a new uh, event for us, wasn't last season, and try to get all those questions answered and how that's going to run. The broadcast that night will be the next semifinals at 9 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network for the teams event. Um, and then the next day, day four, Tuesday, August 1st, mixed doubles, USAC Junior Singles Championship, a big blind draw, shootout series final eight, USAC Juniors blind draw, PDC qualifiers, 70 plus senior singles, and the 1K ACL director blind draw with the broadcast at 9 p.m. on CBS Sports Network of the finals for the team's event. I was trying to think, do we have anybody over the age of 70 in the pro division? Because isn't Deb Odom the oldest? And she's not 70. Yeah, I think she is the oldest. Yeah, and I Dennis think she's coming in 60. at 62, I believe. Yeah. So I don't think there are any pros in that in that 70 plus seniors event. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a small bracket, but you'll have some amateurs coming in, um, possibly filling that up, but it'll be pretty tiny. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but big big broadcast. Now remember, you can buy tickets to any of these events, um, and then the, there's a few that are free. I mentioned the first night is free. Um, this next one on day five, Wednesday, August 2nd, is also free. And that's going to be uh, on ESPN2. It's the USAC Junior Finals at 7 p.m. Eastern. During the day, we have the Open 8-Player Team Championships. Um, those are those teams that you see, I'm sure, on Facebook. Everyone, hey, we need this person to join our 8-person team. Um, and then we have the Stevie Awards, uh, which is going to be hosted by Anthony and Wally. Uh, you nervous about that, Anthony? Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely outside my box. Um, yeah, I Hosting. told myself I'm not <laughs> even going to think about it until we got back from the shootout this weekend. Cause we had, when Trey approached me like two or three weeks ago, we still had a lineup of travel and, you know, I still yeah. have a, a career on the side too. So I was like, 
when we get back from Cleveland, you know, then I'll start thinking about it. So on the flight home, I was like, oh shit, I got to start thinking about that. You know? <laughs> like so, I, I'm not, I'm not my marker. <laughs> no more procrastinating. I have to actually make this happen. Uh, hey, so that, that'll be own skill set. You know, that's not the same as, as broadcasting. No, it's completely different. It's completely out of the side of the box. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think the way to approach it is just to, to stay in your lane. Like, you know, uh, I'm not a comedian, but Wally's kind of a funny guy, you know, he, he does, he has some pretty like, you know, his humor is like really kind of, uh, you have to pay attention, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's not obvious, like in your face humor. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to be working together and that adds a whole nother element. Like if I was going out on myself, I could probably, you know, I would script and practice and rerun and try and put together this sweet little, like five minute, 10 minute opener. That's just me. But then you throw a, a co thing in there and it's like, all right, now we got to work together. What do you think? It's, it's a dialogue. So, yeah. It's, it's we got a lot to figure out. With, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, no teleprompters, no teleprompters. <laughs> you you got to go off the Just go. Here. Yeah, so, you got to uh, run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I prefer, you You prefer to have scripts. I prefer not to have scripts. I mean, so it's just, it's interesting to see how it plays out. I'm used to forgetting words and making mistakes live. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> all right. Day six is Thursday, August 3rd. It's a $62,200 pro double event advanced blind draw and the $30,600 pro PDC blind draw. Um, that's day six. The broadcast that night is the pro shootout championship. That's one that you don't want to miss 9 PM Eastern ESPN two. get your tickets for that cool thing. Tickets are 10 to $20 to attend this um, world sells out that we, we get those stands packed. So head on over to get your tickets for that. Uh, looking forward to that pro shootout championship, big money. You know, it's going to be interesting when I'm interviewing the players, I'm going to be asking them, and you know, how does the weight of the money weigh on you? Because this is not like, you know, five grand, this is 50. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... Do you know how that's going to play out, Mish? Is it going to be just the, so is like all of the preliminary match is going to happen off TV or are we going to get yeah, like so that was on um shootout series final eight on day four okay on so this will just be the so we're basically going to get the uh the same thing the the singles the singles the doubles correct okay so yeah, yeah if we were to maybe if we were to list those out real quick so your women's singles um let's see you're gonna have Cheyenne Bubenheim we went Florida 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 Cheyenne Bubenheim yeah. Samantha Finley Rosie Streaker, Lori Duel, four float on the roof in a row. And then Gina Ramirez came out with that walk-off airmail uh, against Cameron Belvin. Then Cameron Belvin got it done the following weekend. And then Yeti Irwan at seven. Cassidy lost that one and then came back last weekend and got it yep. done. So that's that's your women's. Lots men's. of Florida. <laughs> a lot of Florida. And look, look, yeah. I mean, look at the men's. Kyle Malone got the first one. Florida. You got Matt Guy, Tony Smith. Chris Kingsbury got the fourth. Florida, you got Mark Richards, you got Kano. Uh, I don't have the last two written here. Who got? Uh, we got Ryan Hart now that got last week, and then the week before it was um, who was that? Batson verse. Oh, oh shoot! Men's shootout last weekend in in yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah, who got that one? Here I have it because Wally just texted it all to me. Because oh, I actually asked. No, it was um Hall. Ryan Hart, Tony Smith, Matt Guy, Chris Kingsbury, Mark Richards, Gavin Cano, Fisher Hamilton. Fisher Hamilton against okay. uh oh my God, I don't know which one you Holland. didn't say, but yeah, Fisher Hamilton against <laughs> that's Holland. right. Fisher Hamilton got it there in Milwaukee. Absolutely. Uh so yeah, that's that's what we'll see there. 
Um, so that is day six. Day seven, Friday, August 4th, $57,200 pro singles and advanced PDC doubles. And then that is the Super Bowl broadcast. It's on ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, that one is definitely going to sell out. If you're looking to come to the Super Bowl championship, make sure you get your tickets as soon as possible uh, for that event. Um, we are nearly nailed down for all the celebrities. And there's a couple that couldn't make it due to conflicts of schedule. Um, I know, I think Shamar Moore is going to make it. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be cool to see. Cause you know, he couldn't make it last season. He had COVID. So, uh, he's, he's going to be able to come this time and we'll see who else is, is coming and able to come. Uh, no, I know Alexander Madison is definitely in, so that's cool. We'll see how that is he turns gonna out. Be a, is he going to be a sub if we don't get a. Yeah, because I know, like I know, um, Justin Turner, the MLB player cannot come, uh, because it, it's a conflict with his. Uh, the season so you know you have to sometimes this happened last season too you know if a, if a celebrity has a conflict that that day um but i think we asked um ocho cinco on the broad like right after the broadcast i think stacy said it to him and he said august 4th oh yeah i'm free august 4th <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully we get ocho cinco because i think he's committed <laughs> to yeah, wanting to got... win this Let's run through those real quick. You got uh, Justin Burton Jr. We talked about for the MLB. Tim Settle Jr. came out just killing it with the with the airmail. Uh, defensive yes. tackle for the Bills. Uh, Vinny G. Um, from Jersey Shore. So I'm sure maybe the whole Jersey Shore crew shows up again. They I, I want to say that Vinny may be unavailable, but I don't quote oh, him okay. on it. Um, Paige Hathaway, the fitness model. She hit that She's and in. one. Yep. She's in. Okay. She's in. Um, Sonia Richards Ross, the Olympic medalist track star. I believe, I believe she's also in. That would be awesome. Um, Alex Madison, you talked about the, the uh, we go yep. back to back running or back to back football. Alex Madison, Aaron Jones, um, and then Ocho Cinco this past weekend. Yeah. So I don't know about the last couple there, obviously, but um, I, I do know a few names have confirmed. So we're still nailing all of that down. Either way, it's going to be so much fun. Um, I love the energy the celebrities bring. And now at least we're down to the celebrities that we know can throw a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yes. We've eliminated the ones that are just completely going to miss the board uh, a bunch of times. in a Sweeping row. Sure floors. There's a few that just sweep floors for us. It's uh, yeah. tough. Floor bagging it. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're past that at least. All right. Now, now we start to really get into it. Uh, Saturday, August 5th. Um, is going to be day eight, and that's your advanced PDC singles. And that night, or it's actually not night, it's noon Eastern, is your pro doubles uh, broadcast. So obviously Let's this go. being a, one of our big events, pro doubles, pro singles, this is where we crown our world champions. Uh, it's day nine, Sunday, August 6th. Uh, the pro qualifiers are happening that day, but also at 1 p.m. Eastern is the broadcast of singles. Uh, so so day eight, day nine is going to be your pro doubles, pro singles. And then uh, at 3.30 Eastern, uh, we're going to have a free broadcast. And that's what we're going to do, women's, seniors, and mixed doubles to get the rest of our uh, world champions. So uh, day nine, Sunday, is going to be a great day. If, I mean, let me put it this way. On one side of the building, pro qualifiers, really <laughs> different energy than the other side of the room, which is the broadcast, <laughs> because the pro qualifiers is like the most intense Oh energy God. i've ever felt when i've walked into a room yeah it's insane um what do you think about that pro double so we're going into worlds we got ruben and power the reigning world champs from the biggest comeback uh in acl history it was a 20 to 2 they came back from 20 to 2 to get richards and lopez 
What do you feel? Who do you feel I are going to be? It's not just a comeback. Like a comeback's one thing. It's a comeback against the at the time the you know number one team. So I mean, the fact that they came back from that and and here they are, kind of surging at the end of the season. We we are quiet pretty much the whole first second part of the season, and and then now they're coming in strong. It makes me wonder if that's going to continue into world, and it also makes me wonder if it's going to change their opinions on partnership for next season, which I said on the broadcast or on the live stream court, I can't wait for the off season. I think that's so much fun. All the conversations of all the teams and everything. So looking forward to all that and seeing if the, if what happens here at worlds is what, how that's going to play into what people do with their doubles partnerships going forward. Yeah. If you talk about strength, like who's coming in strong into this one, you know, I wouldn't necessarily put Lopez and Richards at the top of that coming in strong. That's definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh right <laughs> on a but, run <laughs> yeah i mean back to back so that would be that would be pretty next level go national win national win world champs but in their way i think coming in hot who do we constantly see at the top in both singles and doubles tony smith jacob Trzinski, kill it together and on their own logan chamberlain justin burton jr kill it on their own and in doubles and i gave this hot take uh i don't know a couple weeks back but Kano Hamilton. I mean, Kano, I think he's better than his ranking. I think he's like mid 20s, 25, 6, 7. I think this guy is a top 10 to 13 talent together with Hamilton. I don't want to spoil my hot take, Mish, but uh, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely, I think those, all those teams are coming in hotter than Lopez Richards. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that when I'm, when you ask the question of which team to look out for, those that those were the teams that came to my mind first, even before uh, Lopez Richards. And really because I have just seen a little bit of some left or right with Lopez on broadcast. I don't know so much about outside of broadcast. Obviously, most of what we can see is on the broadcast. Um, and that's just what I've noticed from Lopez. He can hit clutch shots. We've seen him hit important shots to keep them in the game. But just a little bit of left or right that I don't necessarily see with Richards. And not really seeing with the other teams that are up there. And with singles, I mean, it, it, like I said, it would be so weird to go a whole season without Mac Guy taking a title. Max, could he come out and win Worlds? A hundred percent. Of course. And everybody knows it. Uh, if he can somehow make the decision to just curb the airmails a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm not going to shoot this one. I think that he goes from, he goes right to the top. And I think that is I, the difference between. I saw him team. doing some push throughs. He's got a great step out collect uh, or even just sneak around. Like he does yep. have those other shots. Um, you know, I just noticed that he has an unconscious airmail. So just as much as if the board was wide open that you wouldn't think you would just throw your normal slide shot with your normal speed. And there wouldn't, it would probably happen fairly quickly because there's no thought to it. His airmail is that same way. Um, and I o- almost wonder if he would do a little better if he would actually make a decision sometimes, like before automatically doing it, is this my best choice at this moment? Um, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> like I, I can't imagine him doing I it. I don't know. <laughs> can't teach and, an old dog new tricks. He's been doing that for two decades. Like, Yeah, I mean, you can, though, because I think he's competitive <laughs> enough that he would admit to himself if something wasn't working. And I think maybe if he does not take a title this season and not making top 10, maybe that is enough to make him kind of think, hmm, do I need to adjust something? And I'm not big on making adjustments 
with people who have elite talent because, you know, sometimes you got to ride out the wave. But And will any female take the title from Cheyenne? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. All right. That's a cold take. <laughs> All right. You said you didn't want to give away your hot take. It is time to give your hot take. So what do you got? All right. I'm going to come in with the uh, world singles and, and doubles champs. Again, this oh. is a hot take, so I'm not going to come out and pick the most obvious ones. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that hot. Um, okay. I'm going to go in doubles. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gavin Cano and Fisher Hamilton. Take down doubles. They're your world champs. Again, there's your uh, Smith Trzinskis, Grindersleeve Batsons, Chamberlain JBJs out there. Hot take. I want to go with Cano and Hamilton and then pair that with Alex Rawls taking down pro yeah. singles. I think he deserves he deserves a call out like that. This dude is he's a beast and I, I think he's just underrated. So I don't know if this is hot or not, but for singles, I'm going Devin Harbaugh. Come on, Devin. <laughs> you can do this. That we all know a, you can. That is scolding hot because <laughs> It just doesn't seem to happen. It's just like, what is going on? He's cursed. He's cursed me. He's not. Don't put that out of the universe. Oh, you got this, He's not cursed. <laughs> He's due. Gonna... That's better. He's due. You're due. That's right. All right, guys. That's all we have time for. We will see you all next week, and we'll continue our conversation going into Worlds, and then we'll see you all there in South Carolina. Make sure to get your tickets if you want to attend the events over at iplaycornhole.com, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.